What's going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It is your boy, Bobby. And Katie. Welcome back, guys. Welcome, welcome. Week break. Yeah. Felt good. It did, but I missed... I miss the listeners. Did you guys miss us? They missed us. Okay. They good. definitely missed us. I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back. It is May. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you follow us on Instagram, which you should by now, you will have seen us promoing the shit out of the episode that we are finally so excited to share with you guys. So, Bobby, take it away. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Um, it's something that I it aligns perfectly with what we're doing here and um, you know, for, for this podcast. Um, we're going to be speaking to Jake Lors and uh, Joel Chandler about the Your Life Gym, basically, which is the first mental and physical health gym um, that's in existence to what we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting. We had such an awesome conversation. Um, Jake and Joel spoke to very, very interesting points that I didn't even think of. And I've been going to the gym, yeah. you know, so um, it's going to be really fun. Um, you guys are definitely going to enjoy the rest of this episode. There's no way you don't. It's super, super inspiring. Um, Jake talks a little bit about his nonprofit foundation called Heart Support and how he kind of integrates that into his model at the gym, as well as Joel Chandler's approach on fitness and how he kind of directs things over there. So without further ado, we're excited and we hope you like it. Here it is. And we're here with Joel Chandler, the fitness director at the Your Life Gym and Jake Lors. Lead vocalist for August Burns Red, founder of the Your Life Gym and Heart Support. How you guys doing? Great, man. Thanks. Good. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Thank you for joining us. Yes, this has been um, a long time coming. I know we came to, or I came to the open house before, and it's been a lot of um, just relationship building and everything. And now that we're here, I'm, I'm, I can't thank you guys enough for your time. Um, so we do want to just get right into it. Tell us about yourselves. Uh, we'll start with you, Joel. What it? Who are you? How old are you? What do you like to do? Just give us a little background of who you are. Sure. Uh, 34 years old, been training for the last 10 years. Before that, was a cultural anthropologist, spent some time in India doing some field work. Decided I didn't want to write for grants for a living, so I changed gears. And uh, flash forward, here I am. That's quick quick, and, quick and easy. I like it. I like cultural it. anthropologist. Wow, that's impressive. I took one, one anthro class in college. Wild. Yeah, I took three. I didn't mean to. Um, I just couldn't get into the other classes that I needed. It, it definitely wasn't my thing. So I, I commend you, sir. I commend you. How about you, Jake? Yeah. Um, so I guess I've been on tour for the last 15 years of my life. I'm in a band, metal band called the August Burns Red from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was pretty much basically born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina. And then in 2006, I moved up to Pennsylvania to join the band. And uh, the band's toured over... Uh, 45 different countries. We we just released our I think our ninth album and did really well with that. And then COVID kind of hit, so we I too changed some gears, and uh, and now Joel and I are here um, running the Your Life Gym. So it's uh, it's cool. That's awesome. So how did this gym come about? What what was the stepping stones of you pivoting from being a renowned artist to now I'm working out for a living, essentially, you know what I mean? And running the show. Yeah, going from a band dude to the gym guy is definitely like a, what? What's going on here? But, um, you know, essentially what happened was COVID, you know, hit, you know, a year ago. And um, I was home. At that point, I hadn't been home for more than three months the past 15 years of my life. So after three months of being home, I was like, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing here? What am I going to do with my life? How do I domesticate myself yeah and I was going to the gym a lot 
I um, have been kind of exercise was a big part of my life for the past, I don't know, seven or eight years now. And uh, it's been very like therapeutic for me. So I would be going to the gym down the street from my house. Um, and then because of COVID, maybe like three or four months later, he had to close down the, the gym owner. And, um, and that's when the vision of the Your Life gym came back to me. I'm 36 now. I was um, 24 when I had the vision of this mental health gym. Wow. And I really felt like this was going to be the time to do it if I was going to do it. And so um, I really just, uh, I was a little bit nervous, but I really felt like it was a desire of my heart that I really wanted to fulfill. And so I kind of listed out some of the things that I need to figure out, made some phone calls to some friends, and then it like completely unraveled itself in in the sense of like everything and anything that I needed it was just like coming to me mm-hmm. and um and so at that point um I really couldn't deny to continue the pursuit of it because I literally would have been turning my cheek on my dream as it was physically showing itself to me so um yeah and that's kind of where <clears throat> Joel kind of came in um you know to kind of give a little more of a backstory so when I was trying to build this gym, I needed to find a, uh, obviously a space. I needed to find equipment and I needed to find a trainer because I'm a front man. I'm a musician. I'm not a fitness trainer, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say they're polar opposites. Correct. (laughs) Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how to train you. I can scream at you. That's pretty much, (laughs) I don't know if you'd like that, if that's going to help. But, um, so I ended up getting this building, um, from a really kind of almost eerie situation. Um, I, I reached out to my, my, uh, uh, Andrew, my, my realtor. Right. And I, and I was like, Hey, I need to find a building to, to open a gym in. He said, give me a couple days and I'll, I'll look at some places for you. So two days go by and I get a package from my friend, Brett, who's, who was like my, my hockey captain, um, like a year prior to that. And I hadn't seen Brett or talked to Brett in a really long time, but he sent me this nice package. It had like crackers, popcorn, you know, stuff like that. And he just said, hey, man, I hope you're doing okay during all of this in COVID. And um, so I I thought to myself, okay, I got to, you know, hit up Brett about this. And then I went on a walk with my dog and my realtor calls me and says, hey, I found this location. I really think you're going to like it, Um, but it's attached to a church. And I don't know how you feel about that. And um, I am, uh, my faith is really, really, really important to me, but I've never been like a churchgoer and I, I've had kind of a rough, uh, past with organized religion. So I kind of chuckled at the idea and then I felt like, um, like a voice was just like, Hey man, like, don't judge, don't judge this church. Like it's literally full of people just like you, um, go home. And why don't you do your research before you start pointing the finger at everybody? So I went home and I went on, on Instagram. I found them on Instagram. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of just like flipping through their photos. And I stop. And I'm like looking at this picture. And it's literally my friend, Brett, who had just given me the gift. It's him playing uh, guitar for their worship team. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. That's wild. Right? So I was like, maybe I should go check this, this space out. And I went to, um, I went to Brett and I said, look, I need to talk to your lead pastor of your church because... I need to make sure that he's fully on board with what I'm trying to do, because if not, then like this is not going to work because environment is everything when you're building community. And so I, I reached out to his lead pastor and I said, look, 
I'm building a community that's going to be very like raw and real and genuine. And it doesn't matter the color of their skin. It doesn't matter what they believe in. It doesn't matter who they're in love with. It doesn't matter, you know, what they've done or what's been done to them. Like, I'm going to love these people and like, I'm going to encourage these people. And if you're not okay with that, then like, I can't, you know, sublease this space from you. He was like, dude, that's so cool. We love it. Like, I just got goosebumps. I I mean, like that's that's so motivating, you know, because I think there's a big struggle with people nowadays are like you said, quick to point the finger at someone and and this. And it's like, guys, we're we're humans. Especially in terms of religion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it was uh, it was really cool for that to kind of pan out. And then. Um, and I'm trying to make this story cause it's, it's a long story. I'm trying to make it really short here, but hey, like, take your time. Uh, so I was talking to my buddy, Rob Bailey. Um, his wife is Dana Bailey. She was Miss Olympia 2013. Um, and she's just a powerhouse dude of like everything. Like not only is she like just a powerhouse physically, but, um, spiritually she's so high energy and happy and outgoing. And they had this gym, her and Rob had this gym called the Warhouse, like, 45 minutes from here. Yeah, I have a couple of friends who used to work out there. Yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome space, great energy. Um, and I called I called Rob and I said, look, I want to do this gym thing. He's like, well, you're going to need to get equipment and then you're going to need to get like solid staff, you know? So I'm like, oh my gosh, like how much is equipment going to cost me? You know, and I'm looking up these videos um, on YouTube on like 10 reasons why gyms fail and you know, just the average cost of a gym. And what's really crazy was my roommate who lived in my basement at the time, his name's Kevin, he designed the the Y logo. Um, I told him about this. I'm like, I'm going to open a gym. He's like, what? <laughs> You're freaking crazy. What are you talking about, dude? See, Especially during COVID. Yeah, he's right? like, COVID's there's got COVID. Like, put your mask on, bro. I'm like, no, I'm going to open a gym, you know? Um, and And so he's like, well, you know what's crazy is that the founder and president of uh, of Arsenal Strength, which is like this top tier equipment company, he's like he the the president knows you, like, and I'm like, what? What do you mean he knows me? He's like, yeah, he went on tour with you in like 2008. So I'm I'm he's like, yeah, his name's Andrew Hall. So I I'm like, oh yeah, he was the drummer for like this metal, <laughs> this really cool fun uh, metal band called The Showdown, and we did tour together, um, you know early, like 2007, something like that. And so I reached out to him and he had been following me and like what I've been doing with heart support and ABR for, for years, right? And so fast forward 15 years later, after we go on tour together, I'm giving him a call and I'm like, hey man, I wanna start the first mental health gym. I wanna help people. I wanna encourage them to like pursue their mental health and their physical fitness and like literally try to do the best I can to show people that there is, more to them than what society's telling them, what they're telling themselves, you know? And he's like, dude, I love it. He's like, this is such a great idea. Um, I'm going to help you however I can. And I was like, that's awesome. And I was like, will you be on my advisory board, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, can you be in my corner? And he's like, absolutely. So then four or five days later, he calls me back and he's like, hey, I just, uh, you know, I talked to my business partners and we really love the concept and what you're doing. And, uh, so whatever equipment that you want, like we're just gonna donate it to you. And he ended up donating, they ended up donating like $90,000 of equipment for me to do this. It's insane. Wow. It's, yeah. it's such wow. a big step for like a, I mean, what a great PR for, for a business. I mean, that is killer. And then 
to just give up a lot of that stuff because of essentially why we're even here too, because they believe in what you guys are doing here. And that's huge. So can I ask, what was that phone call like when you, when you learned that you were getting almost a hundred grand worth of equipment for free? I mean, there was no conversation. It was just tears the whole time. That's awesome. I mean, there's no, there's no way that you can, uh, cause I mean, no one's ever done that to me for anything ever in my life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so it was just, it was just really cool to see, um, his his faith in me go that far and that deep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, um, again, it's like we have to, whenever we're pursuing things and, like, things that aren't tangible but we believe in them, we have to also see other things around us that are contributing and affirming to us that what we are doing is good and right and, you know, the way. You I know? was just going to say that. I was going to say it was probably very reassuring and a good affirmation for you. Like, okay, I, this is what I need to be doing. This is where I should yeah. be. Yeah. So one of the um, one of the the more weird stories that, that kind of like creeped me out a little bit, <laughs> but was cool for me anyways, and it has to do a little bit with my faith. And, you know, I can't not share my faith because it's, it's, it's part of my story, right? Yeah, no. So like um, I remember, you know, one night as this is all happening, right? Um, I had a long day and I was just really exhausted and uh, there's this I'm a, I'm a hockey fan I play hockey and there's this hockey game called NHL 20 and I had it on my TV and I was about to play it and then a neighbor was like it's really gorgeous outside the sunset and you should go check that out so I went outside on my back porch and I'm looking at the sunset and my backyard is really really it's almost like a full acre but it's butted up against farmland that go till that i can see right? yeah and like there's mountains there's like mount gretna and it's really really beautiful and when i when i bought that house um the reason why i bought it was because of that backyard because my nana pop um i didn't have like the best upbringing and it was really kind of rough but my nana pop it, they had a house in the mountains of virginia and when i was going there i always knew that it was safe as a kid mm -hmm. and that it was uh, going to be peaceful and safe and secure. And so when I l was looking to buy my house, that yard reminded me of them and that, that uh, place in my life. And I've always wanted like just a peaceful home. So um, I felt, you know, I had this voice and vision, like when I was buying the house, the backyard, the backyard is God saying, Hey, you can have this backyard and you can manage that. But everything else, you can have it too, you know, and you don't have to take care of all of this. It's just for you to have, mm -hmm. and you're going to get what you want and more. And so I was kind of reminded of that story when my neighbor said, hey, go check out this beautiful sunset. And, um, and I was like, he's basically saying, do this, and more is even going to come from it. And, and I'm like, wow. And I turn and I look at my TV, and the NHL you know, starting screen says, start your legacy. And you're just like, that's it. And I yeah. was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, up. All right. So now these things are starting to happen. Like I'm getting all these signs. I'm feeling this way. Um, you know, I've got the building, I've got this, the arsenal equipment. And then I'm, I'm starting to get a little ballsy now. Cause I'm, I'm starting to think like, Oh cool. Then like, I can, I'm just going to start asking for all of these things. Yeah, this, gonna, everything starts snowballing. Yeah. You're like, I'm the man. Let's yeah, go. I'm like, dude, this is real. Like, I'm like, yeah. what the heck? This is insane. So then I, um, so then I'm thinking, well, I need a, I need a, I need a, a trainer, man. I need like a, a top tier, top notch trainer. 
And my um, apparel company was just kind of getting into like doing some personal training stuff. And we had um, looked into hiring Joel um, to be one of the, the personal trainers, right? And that was actually going to be one of my questions. So how did you how did you find Joel? Because Joel, if I'm not mistaken, you're South Carolina at this time. Right. That's, okay. That's correct. Yeah. So you're in, you're in South Carolina and all of a sudden you get a, you get a call from freaking Jake from August Burns Red. What, yeah. What was that feeling like, dude? What you called me for? <laughs> What's this about? Yeah. Um, so the, there's a piece of the story that feeds into that. Um, I had volunteered for heart support like six years prior to all this and had made some connections. Ben Sledge was one of those connections. And he hit me up like the year prior asking for some nutrition coaching and just some general advice on his fitness. And so in exchange for helping him, he was helping me build my own Spirit Forum fitness website because I was trying to brand and get things going in South Carolina um, for myself. And he, I guess I got name dropped. He asked me one day, hey, Steven's looking for another trainer. Are you interested in maybe helping them out, maybe doing some consulting or something? I'm not really sure. But yeah, put us on the phone. Let's talk about it. And then it just kind of came together from there. Yeah. And just for context, like Steven was a partner of mine uh, at More Weight at the time. Okay. And so, um, so Steven uh, met up with Joel and did an interview with him. And then I said, well, before we hire Joel, we need to do an interview as like partners, right? Yeah. And so we did. And Joel was like spot on. Like he cares about people. He's He cares about mental health. He knows what he's talking about with personal training. And so then fast forward, literally like two, three weeks later. Was it long? Yeah. All this stuff was happening to me with the vision and mission of, of your life. And I was like, I need a personal trainer. And his face just pops up in my brain. And I'm like, got to get on the phone with this guy. So I called Joel and we were FaceTiming and I said, hey, man, I don't know what your living situation is like in Charleston. I don't even know if you're married and have kids. <laughs> I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. you except I need you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically, I'm like, um, I'm like, hey, I want you to like quit everything you're doing in South Carolina um, and move up here to Pennsylvania and build this gym with me. And uh, and I said, hey, look, you don't have to tell me right now. Uh, take some time, but also like, you know, hurry it up. But like not, not too much time. <laughs> yeah. Like tomorrow. Because like, like this is all happening fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> I need to an answer yesterday. So. Yes. <laughs> so Joel, what was that when you got asked that question? Like, what was your head doing at that time? Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was sitting. I was sitting in my apartment in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and uh, we got off this call after 45 minutes. We hung up, and I was just like. This guy's got some nerve. <laughs> like, well, you, you do not, you do not just expect me to like leave all of this. And, but, you know, I I knew about Jake's character. I mean, heart support and things he's been doing for people for a long, long time. Like, you don't, you don't flinch at something like that when somebody comes at you with with a heart like his. And when you're building something like that, and your emphasis is people and building community and making people stronger with with support systems, that's what it's all about. And that's what fitness is supposed to be about. It's about making better people. If, if we're talking about on the individual level, client, trainer, there's a relationship there where the trainer is trying to lead this person into a new version of themselves. It doesn't matter what the objectives are fitness-wise. It matters where the person winds up at the end of that journey, however many sessions they're there for, right? There's supposed to be some personal growth. and. I was like, this is really cool what he wants to do. I, 
I need to check this out. And like in my personal life, there are a lot of pieces, like various chapters that I kind of described in my own journaling as lighting up like a constellation. Like there was an there was an opportunity for me to use the anthropology stuff. There was an opportunity for you for me to use stories from my own mental health journey and and all the fitness stuff that I've been doing. Here is an opportunity to play every single card at one time. And I was just like, okay, well, if there was ever a call from the sky, hey, here's something I would like for you to do, this is probably it. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I said, well, you know, man, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. And it wasn't long that I was flying up here to check the place out, had a heart to heart with him. And then uh, when I went back to Charleston, was it like a couple of days or something? And yeah, I was he like, went home on Sunday. I think he told me Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, all right, dude, let's do it. I love that. Yeah, and then he was living in my basement until like about three weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, From strangers to partners to roommates. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. Like, so, we just did it, man. We so, just did it. So what was that like? You know, Joel, your, your setup, your foundation is in South Carolina. You're doing your thing. You're... Life is rocking and rolling. I'm assuming, right? I mean, maybe you were in some dark times or whatnot. I can't, I can't uh, speak to that. But life is going, and then almost in a blink of an eye, you're living in Jake's basement and running a gym with him. Like, did you ever just lay down in your bed in the basement and just go, "How the hell did I get here?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. And, <laughs> and like, this happened so fast. So like, what? Talk us through that. It did happen very fast. I think it happened so quickly. Like as soon as as soon as I got up here, I mean, we were I think we were already working on stuff before I moved. There was a little bit of figuring out the layout, square footage of the area out here, how the machines were gonna fit. We were trying to piece that together. I don't know. There are there are moments like what you mentioned where I, I just have a, a second to stop in the silence and think, this happened. But it's it's all been going so fast. You don't get a lot of opportunities to sit down with the silence and and recognize what you have done, and and there are moments like that that you have to stop for a second and really take some inventory and like accept that this is the reality, and you have to express gratitude for it. Otherwise, I think you can just you can just keep grinding and grinding and grinding and forget why you're what you're doing it for. If that makes some sense. That makes so much sense. I I feel like we just did this for ourselves for the show. Yeah. Yesterday, actually, ironically, we sat down. I'm like, wow, like, what a, what a cool place we're at right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so we talked a little bit about your life and how it all came to be. There's a mental health aspect to it. Can you talk us through that? Like, what does that look like here? Yeah. Um. Do you want to start with it, and I can end with it? If you want me to talk about the fitness philosophy and how it ties in, yeah, like, kind of yeah, brings everything together. So sort of what I was mentioning about in describing the client-trainer relationship, there's a, there's a personal growth thing that is supposed to happen, right? Um, if you take a step back, like if you just look at the stuff that's on the walls in here in the war room, there are, there are reasons why I chose the words that are there. And if we kind of go 30,000 feet into the air and look at human beings as, as what we are, this is the anthropology stuff, we, we see that what people fashion with their hands is a direct consequence of what they believe in their hearts and minds. So when you're training someone and they don't believe that they can do something or they have reasons from their, their previous experiences that, you know, just like any other chapter of your life, anything else that people work through, you, you tend to believe things that have happened to you and you see yourself in a certain light. 
And so in the context of training, what you have to do is get people to understand that maybe the version of yourself that you thought was you is something you're gonna have to leave behind a little bit. Because if I challenge you with something you don't think you can do and suddenly you find out you can do it, what is that gonna do to your sense of self if suddenly something that was a barrier before is not a problem for you? And I think that's huge Ooh, because getting, I, I know you're, them, ooh, ooh. She, she gets a little emotional sometimes. So do I. But I think I have trained with you. And one, I will say, if you want your ass kicked, this dude will do it for you. <laughs> I mean, this dude will 100 percent do it for you. We did a uh, me uh, or J uh, Joel, Jake and myself and a couple other people did a, a training session together. And my back was sore for probably five days straight, which never happened. I can confirm he complained a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was, oh my God, you whooped my butt. But I can tell you, I've done personal training. I've worked out my, I've wrestled for 20 years. You know what I mean? I know what it takes to be an athlete and push yourself to, to levels that you don't, you know, know that you can do and whatnot. But I will say that after leaving these personal training sessions, there was this sense of like accomplishment that and you're like I kicked ass today I didn't go into it thinking that I was like I'm gonna go get my ass kicked today you know but it wound up being like man I, I crushed it and I think that really helps with um the relationship that you that you speak to that you know you are very good at identifying a person identifying the type of person they are and adjusting your person to that and that's special. And Jake, I mean, you're you're a lucky man. I mean, like this dude is he kills it. You know, we had Erica with us who was totally different, also a beast too, you know, yeah. to speak to. And, you know, she you you were able to adjust everything that we were doing on the fly. And that's that's huge, man. I think that's super important and and powerful. Yeah, and I'll I'll kinda keep running with the barrier uh, you know, concept like um because the mental health is is the same. Like when you have a place that has a community that's really accepting and encouraging and um, you can feel safe and you're not, you don't have to be intimidated, right? Um, and then you come in here and you start to break mental barriers and physical barriers. I mean, it really shoots you through the roof. It completely can change the perspective that you have on yourself and on your life and, we're, and like change the, the path that you're going. I mean, literally there was... Um, just one example. Um, so there's a really great guy named Anthony that uh, that Joel trains, and when he first came to your life, the your life gym, he was like very timid, uh, very insecure, anxious, um, and felt intimidated by just by coming in. Right? He hadn't even like really met us or talked to us, <clears throat> and then, you know, a month goes by, and he's training with Joel and. He's really loving the community. He's talking to us all the time about things that are going on in his life. And then he pulled me aside literally like a week ago. And he was like, hey, I just want you to know, man, like um, this gym has truly given me a place to make a, a, a real change in my life. And all these things are really like looking up for me and my body feels great and my mind is, is really well. And like, you know, I've been, I was with my girlfriend for 12 years and I just couldn't commit to, to, you know, to her fully because of all these things that were kind of holding me back. But now, like, like last weekend, I actually proposed to her and like life is really changing for me, you know? Yeah. And um, so what I'm hearing is a membership here. Ladies, we'll get you a ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, uh oh. <laughs> 
But, you know, like, just hearing that, right, alone, and um, has been so cool, and just knowing that, you know, just being able to make a place that's comfortable for people to really engage both the physical and the mental state um, and pursue, like, who they want to be, right, and who they truly are, instead of being conditioned by society or through, you know, past experiences. Um, but finding a place where you can talk about your past and then be able to find healing or release or forgiveness um, is just it's just amazing and it's like it's weird because it's like it's a gym but it's really not like it really is a community here i would say the atmosphere that you you two have built is very interesting and i want to i actually want to thank you to uh, jake specifically because i remember when um we were here doing the personal training session and it was fun we were having a good time we're all vibing and erica showed up a little bit late and this is where like the turning point in that training session where it actually pushed me through because i was like it was just very cool of you. I don't even know if you remember you did this. Erica shows up. Hi, I'm Jake. Blah, blah. She's a big fan of you. She fangirled for a little second there. And then you go, are you also from the Philadelphia area too? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, okay, give me one thing you like about it and one thing you don't like about it. And I remember just turning and looking. I overheard it in between Joel whooping my butt. I'm like, I remember looking. I'm like, that is such a powerful question and or such a powerful way of approaching someone you know because you have some status to you you know what i mean you're a front man of one of the biggest metalcore bands on the planet and you're not sitting here just like hey thanks for coming to my gym and then walking by it's like no i want to know who you are as a person and i saw that and i and I, or I overheard that and i was like let's go and then you kind of look around and every single person at this gym he makes a point to go and say hi to Joel is training people in between. Like this atmosphere is unlike any other gym that I've ever been into. And I've been into a lot of gyms throughout my wrestling career and stuff like that. So I just want to commend you both for that. That is it's people don't understand. You need to show up. You need to do a, do a training session. Even if you don't do a training session, just show up, work out here for one session. You'll, you will realize that people here just treat everybody so differently but in the best possible way. Yeah, I, I got to add a couple of things. I, I appreciate what you just said about me. Thank you. Um, that's awesome that you um, were even paying attention to that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I kind of just see myself as a guy, like I'm just a dude in a band, you know, like, um, and, uh, but one of the cool stories, and then I, I kind of want to answer her question about the mental health side, because there's a lot of really cool things that actually make us a mental health gym. Um, and uh, maybe even arguably the, the first mental health gym. I haven't really seen or heard of it before. But anyways, um, so I made a post about our, one of our mental health classes happening yesterday. And a girl um, commented and said, you know, I would love to go to your gym, but I'm very anxious about gyms and I, 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 I don't want to be there alone, you know. Um, and I just really struggle with that. Literally five minutes later, another gym member um, named Bree comments to her and says, hi, um, I don't know you, but I'm a member of the Your Life gym and I'll be your friend. Oh, I love Stop. that. Stop. I've got chills. I got this. That's and, awesome. And then another person said, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a member too. Like we can work out together. I can show you how to work out. Four people from my gym, from our gym, commented to this girl and the last comment she had was like, well, I guess I need to be a member of your gym because like, 
now I've just made five new friends and I haven't even met them. And this is what you're doing. And that's why I'm saying like, this is not a normal gym. Like it's not, that's not what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know there's, I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm rambling a lot. And This is your episode, bro. You can you know, let it rip. You two. You can snip, so cut can everything ask, up. What was that like when you guys saw that? Like, this is your vision, like being affirmed right in front of your eyes. What was that like? This is why we're doing what we're doing. <laughs> this, is, this is it. Yeah. Is it, did you guys see that like in the morning or something like that? And you're like, let's go for the rest of the day. Like, I feel like there's like little things like that. You know, you're just like, I need to, you know, a um, little bit of motivation today. It's a Monday morning, something like that. And then you see that and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Let's go. I'm ready to crush the rest of the week. Yeah. It, it was just like, it was literally just like midday. Like I had made this post at one and then like at three o'clock. It was, uh, I have her post. I actually saved it because I was just like blown away by this. Um, she's She got four people that commented and then she responded, never felt so welcome to a gym before. Definitely becoming a member. Thank you. I'm in awe of the support and kindness. It's just simply amazing. Love you know that. what I mean? That's so, great. Um, yeah, that's just really, you know, I mean, that's that's what our community, and it's like all we're doing is we're just, uh, so this is the way I, I look at my purpose of my life. I've spent 36 years trying to figure out what is it, what's my purpose, you know? And my, my purpose is to enrich the soil of community, um, and that community's growth is my reward. And so that's what Joel and I are doing. Like we're just enriching the soil of this community and these people are growing and we're just watching it. And that's our reward. That, that kind of stuff is our reward saying like, Hey, you're doing what you're doing this, right? This is, this is correct. Job well done. You know? Um, I always say the purpose of life is to find your gift. The meaning of life is to give it away. And that's like, Perfect. That, that's it. That, that's it. I never I heard you say it. that, but I gotta write that. You have to write that down for me. It's I like written that. Written all over my bedroom. I love it. That, that's it. You guys nailed it. Yeah, um, Joel. So I want to pivot here a little bit um, and get into heart support because I think heart support plays a huge part of the Your Life Gym. Um, you had mentioned that you had done some volunteering. What did that look like for heart support? Sure. So back in the the support wall is still there, right? Yeah, so my involvement was with a team that would respond to people on the, the support wall of the website when people were popping in, you know, anonymously showing up saying, hey, I'm trying to work through this. You just, you know, when you had time, you would show up and then just talk to them, send, send messages in, re in response and keep some conversation going. Yeah. So can you guys tell us what more about Heart Support? Like, what is it? When was it founded? Like, what was the inspiration behind all that good stuff? So heart support, basically, the way that it that it came was um, when I joined August Burns Red, I kind of made a promise to myself and, and to God that I would go to the merch table after shows and <clears throat> I would just talk to fans, whoever showed up, until the last fan. And when we first started touring, it, it was like there was five people because we had no fans. <laughs> um, you know, we were just playing these little tiny, like, rooms. Um, I would have been there. Just and saying. so... <laughs> And so, you know, that grew from like five people to 20 people to 30 people, you know, from like five minutes to half an hour, two hour to two hours. And uh, we were on a we we're on tour with a band called A Day to Remember. And we that, that tour, we were main support for them. And the tour had sold out every single night was was sold out. That was the one and only tour I've ever been on where every single show sold out. And uh, I was we were playing back to back Chicago at the House of Blues. And I'm in our hotel room and I'm, it's probably like midnight. 
And I'm like, God, like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, this is my mind is blown, right? And I'm like, man, like, what do I do to give back? Like, to thank you. And like, how can I give back to like my fans and stuff? I wasn't, I was hearing all these stories from my fans, you know, after the shows, like, man, I was, you know, I've been sober from heroin for six months. Me and my buddies, like we wake up in our, in our, in our sober living house and like, we listen to composure, you know, and that like, that keeps us sober. Or I was, you know, sexually assaulted by a family member and your song redemption has like helped me like forgive and, and move past that and, and be healed. And, of these things and like I'm hearing all this stuff and I'm just like dude what do I do with this because I'm talking to these these fans and they're opening themselves up they're giving me the authority to hear their story and then the authority to speak back and then I leave and then I, I get on a bus and I go to another state and like they go home to the same situation that they had left to go to the show right like nothing changes in their life so I'm like praying and I'm asking like what do I what can I do you know and then this vision of heart support comes up now the weird thing is when this vision hits me it's like it's just all this all this stuff just hits my brain I'm just like writing everything out writing all these pages and I'm like oh my gosh and then it starts it's like four in the morning I'm laying down in bed in the hotel room I'm like I'm so tired like I can't do this anymore like I, I don't want to think about this anymore but it wouldn't stop right so then at the very end I'm like okay I'm going to bed and then I'm like what what do you want me to name this thing you know and um and then I got the the uh, the word your life the words your life and I was like okay I guess I'm gonna call this thing your life you know because that's what matters your life and that's what we want to focus on um so I wake up the next morning I'm again I'm in Chicago still I'm playing back to back and my buddy who's a web designer his name is Brandon uh, hits me up and goes hey man you you've got another show tonight right and I said yeah and I said you're still a web designer he's like yeah I'm like. I might we, need you. Can we grab lunch? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I go, I meet him for lunch. I bring the papers with me that I had just written down. And I said, you know, I slam it on the table. I'm like, I need you to build this for me, you know? Um, like, here's 1500 bucks. Here's all this stuff. Like, I need this to be built. So he's like, okay, I'll do that. So he starts building the website. It was uh, yourlifeministries.com at the time. And then I made some, like, really cheap, cards and then I made um, you know so that when I had conversation at the merch table with my fans that were meaningful and I would be like hey here's here go to this place and talk about this you know what I mean um, and and you can and I can talk to you again there you know and uh, so I tried to build a little team and and so that kind of grew into what you know now hard uh, support which has got I think we have seven full-time employees we have like thousands upon thousands of people that join the online community that we've built um where people talk and they share like like joel was saying like you can go there and you can talk about anything it doesn't matter like i went through a nasty breakup or i've got addiction issues or you know self-harm or de depression and i've been yeah i've been on the site i actually joined um i would say about a i would think a little less than a year ago i joined just to kind of poke around see what it's like i've never gotten a chance to post anything or comment back but it's there's a lot of things where i'm like man i can help that person but i'm not in a good head space right now to sit down and type that out but i really want to help but yeah there's somebody else out there that can you yeah. know what i mean which is huge i think that public forum with with mental mental health is such a big thing and a big part of this podcast actually and um we 
it, it aligns perfectly with what we're doing and what you have already done and are continuing to do. Okay, so you've established heart support, and now you're at a place where you've established your life gym. How do those two things work together as one to kind of bring your vision to life for both? Yeah, that's a good question. So, <clears throat> um, you know, when I was building the gym, I thought to myself, okay, there's the mental health aspect, there's the physical fitness aspect. We're merging these two worlds together. Um, and, you know, we had Joel and Joel's, that's Joel's thing is the fitness, um, the training and, you know, um, you know, he mapped out the equipment, what kind of equipment we wanted. Um, everything that's in this room here, the, the, the training room, you know, we call it the war room. Um, that's all him. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to manage and handle this mental health side of the gym. And that's where heart support really shines. Um, so what we ended up being able to do is heart support is an online community. Everything is online, right? And this was actually my first real attempt of having a on the grounds like heart support community. So with that, we have like some of the books that we've written. Uh, I, I wrote a book called Mountains. It's basically like a lot of the trials and struggles that I dealt with as a um, growing up in my life and how my faith and hope really helped me kind of find place like paths of healing and, and overcoming things. Uh, we have another book called um, Dwarf Planet, which is really, it's like a workbook, exercise book for people who struggle with depression. And then we have another book called Rewrite that deals with uh, self-harm. And, um, and that book is also really good for, for families that, you know, may have someone who is, uh, you know, self-harming, right? And how to kind of respond to that. Um, so we have those books here as well. And then we have our heart support class, which is, there's, that happens on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. is the women's, at 7.15 is the men's. And they're led by volunteers at heart support that are backed by professionals on my board. I have a professional on my board and on my staff. And so what that looks like is um, basically the women and the men, they have like a weekly topic or a monthly topic that we bring up, like um, legacy or purpose or self-image or relationships. And these groups, <clears throat> they just share. They, they talk about their experiences with the, with the topic or you know, certain situations. And sometimes the conversations veer off because maybe someone is really um, you know, letting something out, like, man, I went through a, a gnarly divorce and this is how it worked and this is how it happened. And everyone else is kind of listening intently and, and saying, oh, well, you know, I went through something similar like, like that, you know? Um, and then we can kind of even share of like, okay, well, what, what are some tools or resources for something like that, right? Because the class is not, um, you know, this isn't a substitute for actual professional help. It's literally just a conversation with people, like-minded people um, who want to build community and be encouraged about hey, you're not alone with this type of thing. It's called life, right? And heart support's main um, agenda within the gym is to say, hey, in all reality, you live in your head. Like you may have the car and the nice things and quote unquote success or whatever, but you live in your, in your head and, and we wanna make sure that you're okay and that you're healthy and that you see things clearly because there's a lot of people and I try to simplify some things because um, it's very deep. Mental health is very deep. And uh, it's like wearing the wrong glasses, you know, like you can't really see. And if you can't really see with the glasses that you're wearing, 
then the decisions that you make based off of what you're thinking you're seeing is not maybe the right decision or the best decision, right? So it's like, if the more you talk about what you're dealing with mentally with other people that can show you different perspective, offer resources, tools, encouragement, or professional help, um, you can you can start to get your glasses, you know, prescribed a little better. You know, you can see a little better. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea I was capable of doing this. And so what, we're, what heart support does is helps break those barriers here in the gym mentally while Joel is in the war room breaking the barriers down for, uh, for you physically, you know. And heart support, the topics and the content that is built and created is certified by professionals. It's just the classroom, the team leader is not. We're not professionals. We're just having a conversation. But it is nice and it's reassuring for us to know that the conversation, the content that we're discussing, it is legitimate, right? The other thing that's really sweet about this gym that makes it a mental health gym um, that's heart support driven is the actual mental health exercises. So we have a, a list of mental health exercises that can be offered for people that are doing personal training. So for example, Jennifer, she's 28 years old and she just went through a gnarly divorce. She comes to your life and she's like, hey, I wanna lose 10 pounds, right? So she meets me and Joel and we ask her the number one question, why, right? Why do you wanna lose 10 pounds? Why do you feel you need to lose? Because there's a hundred different reasons. I would love to lose 10 pounds right now because I don't like what I look like when I look in the mirror. Right. But there's some people who are like, I need to lose 10 pounds because I'm health, health reason, reasons like my heart is giving out or and then there's other people who, you know, there's how many different reasons have you heard, Joel? I mean, right. geez, like it yeah, can, it, when, the list is never ending. When someone comes to me and says, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to build muscle. That's fine. It's a reason, but it's not it's not what's sitting at the middle of the onion, so to speak. You have to peel back a couple layers, ask them questions. They might not even know exactly what it is. Most people will not outright tell you what it is and you have to help them discover it. How do you go about that? How do you peel back the onion? Like what, but after your first question, which is why, what's, how do you start peeling that onion? You have to get them to envision what their life's gonna be like when they're done training. So let's talk about this goal. What does your life look like once you get there? How are things different? What has changed? And do you have what you want? It's not, it's not, a, it's not a question that I always ask them to answer. A lot of times I'll leave it as a rhetorical sort of device so that they can just think about what, what impact it's gonna have for them. Because we might think that, well, if I can just get this thing, then I'll be happy. But we know that human beings are not very good at, at determining what'll make us happy. Like we get the thing and just like, oh cool, well, all right, now let's get this next thing. Like we can't be content with what it is. And so what's important to understand is that we know ourselves first before, before we think that this thing of perceived value is gonna add some quality or dimension to my life. Do you think, uh, this was actually, it's funny you said that, that um, we had an episode, I think it was, oddly enough, it was, with my friend Scott, if I, I know you follow me on Instagram, Joel, that uh, suffered a tragic accident, still he's still doing great and whatnot. But um, we had an episode called "Do You Know?" Like, do you know yourself? And we had, we broke it that down, and it's really a hard question to ask. Like, do you think you know yourself? Like, are you confident in? Like, I I thought I did, and then once we unpacked the episode, I was like, oh, I have no clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, 
do you think you know yourself? Are you that confident? You're asking, do I know who I am? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure I know who I am at this point. You, you, yeah. I, I think so. Some people That's don't. impressive. You, you want to ask That's me great. some question from, from your other episode, you might throw me off. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, we, it was really weird the way we, it, that episode kind of played out. And I was just like, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm this alpha guy. I'm macho. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm none of those things. And then by the end of it, I'm like, what the hell am I? You know what I mean? Well, I think I'm, understanding the question, too, is important. I think when, when you get asked that and you're not ready to hear it, you're like, yeah, I know who I am. But then you think about it, you're like, mm, I don't mm-hmm. know, which sounds like a lot of what you're doing in, in those strategies there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the interesting part about this whole idea of this self-concept, right? Because if you remove your self-concept from time and put it somewhere else, future, can you really know who you're going to be? No, you don't. I, I challenge. I don't know. because So speaking to my therapist one time, um, got to love it. We and, do this a lot. We unpack therapy. Yeah, therapy's great. Plug therapy every episode. Um, I was speaking to my therapist, and I was like, I, you know, we talk about the timeline. You know, I'm gonna be 30. Uh, you know, wife, kids. You know, there. It, it's the most toxic way of thinking, but it's true. There is a time. There is a biological timeline to do some of these things. And he goes, I can promise you right now that what you think you want right now, by the time he goes, by the time you turn 40, it's like. When you're 40 and you have everything that you want, you didn't even think about it. You didn't even think about it at 30. He's like, it, he goes, I have everything I want in my life. If you asked me at, at 25 years old, I would have told you that there's no way that that's what I want or that thought didn't even come into my mind. So I'm like, that's where it's, it's tough, you know, and it's probably true. Yeah. And I think, I think what we're trying to do is like kind of like a, like just the intro of like, not what do you want? But more like, what do you believe? I think is like the question we want. Like, those are two different questions. That's what we're trying yeah. to figure out. Like, what do you believe about yourself? Like, what truths do you believe are true about you? Right. And, and just like Joel was saying, like, you know, people come in here and they're like, oh, I can't lift that. It's like, okay, that's a truth. That's a belief that you believe is true. Yeah. Right. But we're going to show you that that's not true. And then it kind of starts to disarm all the other truths. Like, wait a second. Well, if I thought I, if I believe that about myself, what about this thing over here, right? And like, that's why heart support's like, hey, let's have these conversations because the way that you, those glasses you're wearing, which are telling you what your truth is, what you're believing about yourself are wrong. Take those off, put these on and see what, what really the possibilities are or who you really might be and what you really want to say is your truth. So I think that's kind of where we're going in, in, in all of this, because when we start to unveil like the lies that you believe are true and um, <clears throat> you start to really see that there's way more to who you are as a person than what you've thought for maybe even your whole life or a very long time. And your your spirit starts to show up and you start to connect with man, I really do like doing this, or I really I really am passionate about this, or you know what I mean? And that's what we want to unlock because that right there is who you are. This is the only life you get to live. Let's, let's have you truly live it, you know? Like that's the essence of this gym. And that can be a lot too, like unlearning those things about you that you've thought for so long, like who you thought you were, and then you're learning that you're not, or, or maybe you're, you're more something different that you've never even known. 
you're a stranger to yourself in a sense. Um, yeah. And I think that's so important that you have that support there for people as they're going through these transitions because, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, but what a beautiful journey your Absolutely. life has become from this. Like, it's like, oh, man, hold on a second. Like, I've been doing this all wrong and, like, life is important and, like, I am amazing and, like, I can do this and, and like... I'm going to go, I'm going to like, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for this, you know? Like, Almost like your commitment to, to the Your Life Gym. You're like, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm going after it. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm just going to go after it. Yeah. And, and if, you know, like, if I had listened to all the people around me when I was like, I'm going to open a gym, they're like, there's COVID, dude. Like, you, like, they're closing gyms down. This is a horrible idea. I have a friend of mine who's on my advisory board. Every day I talk to him, he goes, this is an awful idea. <laughs> He'd be like, as a businessman, I'm telling you, this is a horrible idea. Don't, do, do not do this. You know what I mean? He said, but at the same time, this is the perfect time to open up something like this that you're doing. He's like, you're like a medic station. He's like, dude, he's like, it's a good, it's a good um, comparison. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's like, think of what's going to happen when people finally get to go outside. They have been bottled up, isolated, um, told that they can't live their life, right, for a long period of time. And we're, we're like, us as people, I believe we were created to do two things. That's to give love and to receive it. And you, you know, you can't do either of those alone, right? So think of how people are going to have struggles from all of this because they can't build community. They're going to they're gonna want something like this, you know, a place where they can be themselves and, you know, find themselves again and get back on track and, and really start to, you know, grow and prosper. So anyways, um, again, I'm just running, but it's like, it's because this is, this is so important to me. Like this vision and mission, it's like my life and my purpose is wrapped up in this gym. Everything that I've done for 36 years of my life is involved in this gym, you know, heart support. If I hadn't started 11 years ago, I wouldn't be able to start a mental health gym. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't be able to start, um, ABR. I mean, I wouldn't be able to start this gym if I didn't have ABR. Right. Like it, it, my gnarly divorce I went through, I wouldn't have found fitness as a as a source of therapy. I wouldn't have been attracted to exercise. Had I not started more weight, I wouldn't have met Joel. Like all of these things in my life, my whole life, you know, like when I was a kid getting beat up and bullied and my parents getting divorced and close member being heroin addict, all this stuff, those things. Right. At the, in the time was suffering and painful. Right. But now it's like, dude, I get to use them for good. And n I wouldn't have talked to kids at the merch table after shows about where they were and their, their struggles had I not gone through my own. Because you can't help someone if you haven't experienced it. It's very challenging to be able to love someone in a position that you have never been to before. It's like, man, I'm in the desert. I'm so thirsty. I'm so tired. You're like, oh, you're thirsty and tired. I get that. But I've never been in a desert. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly how you're feeling from trenching through a desert. Yeah. You know, can you I do want to I, I would like for you to speak to how you came about talking to these people at the merch table a little bit as well, too. What drove you to do that? Like, I know you mentioned before, you're like, wow, this is, you know, I want to make an impact. I want these people here. But what was that first thing? Um, that drove you like, you know what, I'm going to hang out at the merch table and I'm going to talk to these people because 
I'm touching them in so many different facets of life. You know what I mean? So what was, what was that first vision like where you're like, you know what? I need to do this. It's simple. It's very simple. Uh, I was, you know, starting bands in Columbia, South Carolina. I had started this band called She Walks in Beauty and, um, sorry, no, no, no. I have to, I have to go back. It was before that. Uh, I was 16. I was still starting bands. It wasn't She Walks in Beauty, but I was starting a band and I went to my first hardcore show and I walk in and it's a band called Strike Anywhere, very political band. The singer's up on stage and he's ripping on stage and he's shaking his hair and he's he's just, he's vocal, man. He's like, he's preaching his gospel, right? His political agenda and all this other stuff. And I was just like amazed by this guy. He gets off the stage and I'm like, dude, holy smokes, this was amazing. It was a really small venue in Columbia, South Carolina called New Brooklyn Tavern. And I had a, a Sharpie, but I didn't, have a, I didn't have a piece of paper. So I roll my sleeve up and I'm like, dude, can, will you please sign my arm, man? And he signs my arm and gives me the Sharpie back. I'm looking down at the Sharpie. I grab it from his hand. I look back up. He has his arm out and he's like, now you sign my arm. And I had never been, no one had ever treated me this way. Wow. No one had said like, you're honoring me. I'm going to honor you. We're, we're the same. And, and that was the moment that I was like, I have to be a front man. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. Like if this is the type of thing that he's doing every night, he has the opportunity to show somebody that they're, that they matter, that they're equal, that they're just as important and powerful. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. this is my job. Like I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And it was the same thing. I'm going to be a I'm going to be, you know, a singer in a metal band. Oh, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, no, I screw you, dude. I'm going to do this, you know? Um, and that's what made me go the first day I get on tour, I'm making a promise that I'm going to talk to people at the merch table, just like he did with me. And it's funny because, uh, he did an interview with my buddy Shane Todd from Silverstein mm-hmm. and great band. Yeah. And Shane had done an interview with me and I told this story, right? So he tells the, the, the strike anywhere guy and he's just like, huh? You said he's a faith guy. Yeah. We probably wouldn't be friends, but that's cool. Or something like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, fair enough, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like that's totally cool. But, um, I just thought it was funny how like, you know, it, it went full circle, but, um, I think that's I think that story is super important to how this gym and heart support and everything else has kind of come together because we spoke to about the physical side. We spoke about the mental health side and I like to mention we're in the war room right now. If you guys didn't notice, um there's probably weights clanking in the background and music and and whatnot, but you have all these different rooms and that it's almost kind of like they're different facets of your life. You know what I mean? Where it all came together, where you have the war room, which is, I'd say, like a lot of your your music career. And it's like, okay, I'm getting after it. I'm just going and I'm getting after it. And then you have your personal struggles, which is, you know, the other rooms where you hold the mental health classes. And then you have this business side, because not only are you front man in a band, you're, you know, a founder of a nonprofit, you're a founder of a, a gym now, you're founder of a clothing line, and then you have your business offices. And it's literally sectioned out literally around your life. And it's now called your life. You know what I mean? So I think that's, I think that's really important to speak to. Um, Joel, I would actually like you to speak to the war room because this screams you. You know what I mean? This screams Joel, like everything and everyone will see pictures and videos of this stuff. Um, but can you speak to the war room and 
basically what your impact is on the war room. Yeah, the the war room is a place where, you know, like we're trying to do with the, what the community here is about and what we're trying to do with mental health classes and group discussions and stuff. Fitness in here is the instrument we use to help people discover and then dismantle self-limiting beliefs. If I can get someone to overcome a physical task, it can change the way they see themselves. And perception is literally everything. That's why some of the things that are written on the walls involve perspective, like thinking about something a little bit differently. Um, there's something written on the chalkboard behind me. I don't know if you can see it, but it says- I've been trying to read it over your head. I don't what know it <laughs> So it's a quote from Viktor Frankl. He, Frankl, he wrote that book, Man's Search for Meaning. Very good. You should ha have it on your shelf if you don't. And it says, what is to give light must endure burning. Can you explain that a little bit? Meaning, well, my interpretation of it is, yeah. that, is that one does not simply give off light. There is something that needs to fuel it. And that usually is some sort of struggle. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, I'm sure there are people with a lot of positive energy that are just positive because they are. Mm -hmm. But some people's lives burn brighter because of what they've endured. And they find a reason. They find a why. And that's kind of Viktor Frankl's whole thing. Like, the reason why anyone chooses to do anything is because they discover what their why is. That is, do you write something new up there every day? Not every day. I was going to no. say, that would be challenging. But it, it does change from time to time. So can you speak to some of the other things that are, yeah. you know, permanently on the wall? Sure. Become who you think you are is an invitation for you to tell me who do you think you are and is that what you want to be? Mm -hmm. That's so ironic because I actually, before we started this, I took a picture just of the scenery and I sent it to a friend and like, we're here, we're getting ready. And they made a comment about that and they're like, I don't know if I want to become who I think I am. And I was like, well, there's a chance to unpack that a little bit. That's so ironic that you bring that up. Wow. So, so when people get to this headspace where they now have this concept of what that's about, the next task is for them to decide what's the action step. Now what do I do? Yeah. And that takes work. So now we're going to get your body involved and we're going to do a little bit of work. Yeah. So let's get, let's get the brain going with your movement system. And then let's get your brain going in other dimensions of your life, relationship, career, school, whatever it is. And let's, let's do some heavy lifting. It's amazing how you're able to connect the two. Because, Jake, when you first posted about that, this is what you wanted to do, I'm like, mental health gym and a physical health? Like, how does that, how does that work? And then I saw you brought Joel on. I started following Joel on Instagram and kind of seeing his posts and everything. I'm like, Okay, this is starting to make a lot more sense. And then I came to the open house and I'm like, this makes total sense. And I get it. And I mean, you guys have grown so much since that open house. I mean, I can't, I can't even put into words how much this gym has done almost a 180 from, you know, because the war room was empty when I first showed up here. There was nothing in here. And, and now it's filled with equipment and people, I mean, the last time we came here, the gym was slammed, you know. Um, that being said, what is your end goal for the gym, is, if there is an end goal? Or what is the, the just outside of your fingertips reach? You know, there's the, there's the goals that you set that you know you can grab. You're like, if I just put in the work and the time and the effort and just grind it out, like you had mentioned before, Joel, just grind, you know, I'm going to get those. But what are the ones that are just beyond that, that you're like, there's, I'm going to need a special something, a special someone or something to fall into place. What does that goal look like? 
either one of you can answer that either. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> there's a couple goals. Obviously, I think it'd be foolish for me to sit here and try to lead something and not have some goals in mind. But uh, just a couple that I can share with you. Um, I think my goal right now is consistency is uh, because it's very important that for me, it's very important that if I create something that it is well, right? Like um, that it is good and that it is like fine tuned and it is the best. It's operating the, the best. It's um, moving. It's the vision for it. It's actually like reaching its goals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want right now. I just, I love what we're doing. That girl's comment on Instagram was proof to me saying, yes, you're doing what you're, what you're trying to do. You're accomplishing your goal. Um, but then, you know, that's the goal. It's like, I want to I wanna make sure that this place is really um, helping individual people with their lives. And then I think what we're going to do is we're probably going to do another one. I was <laughs> going to say, can you bring one closer you. to us? Because it sounds amazing. So like, <laughs> like what, what blows my mind is like, I've already, I've already had like five investors like kind of knock on my door and be like, I want to like, let's go. And, and I've just, I've respectfully and think like humbly, like declined because I, like I said, I have to get this 100%. Not there yet. What I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. But it obviously has the the ability to replicate itself, and and then you know one of the goals that I have for heart support is is to offer heart support to other gyms. Like, you don't have to be a your life gym to be a mental health gym. I I don't I I see that as a disservice to the world for me to just hold heart support. Yeah, close it off to everybody. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's foolish because everybody needs heart support. Everybody would love to have heart support. And I want everybody to have heart support, right? Like I want that community for them. So um, understanding how the basically all of the things that make your life a mental health gym and packaging that for other gyms. And we've, we had a gym in um, Houston, Texas, like a CrossFit gym that was really excited. And, you know, we're kind of talking to them about, hey, we could do this as a heart support gym. So that like down the road, when people come to a gym, they say, hey, are you a heart support gym? And they go, yes, we are. And they know exactly what they're getting. I just I got chills. That. I just got oh, chills. That, that is so cool. You know, but you can't, like, we can't do that right now. We need to just focus on loving the people. Like, our, our, our motto is, like, we're here to wash people's feet and build big people. And the idea of that is the individual person that comes in, we want to know how they're doing that day. And then when we say like wash their feet, it's like, how can we love on them today with whatever's going on in their life, right? How can we make it that much better? How can we just, is there advice that we can give them for what they're going through right now? Or is there something we can give them physical, tangible, right? Or whatever it is. And then building big people is exactly what all that mental health aspect and the, you know, breaking barriers down. Like we're kind of, we're going to want to challenge you on who you are and, and where you're going and where do you want to be, right? And all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what we're doing. And and if we get that down really, really nice and, and tight and everything's running right, then, yeah, I'd love to open another one in several 
of them if, if hopefully one closer to me yeah near Philly. <laughs> yeah um, so I, we've, we've talked a lot about the impact that you guys have made on the community and building that community and your clients and all that kind of stuff what kind of impact has your life made on you guys personally since you guys have opened it i'll start <laughs> this what has been built here has to me felt like a culmination of a lot of things in my life. I get to see a lot of things happening that I've dreamed of doing for a long, long time. And that's with, with every dimension of my life. And I, I am grateful to even have the opportunity to be part of something like this because of, because of the beautiful things that are happening here. It, you know, I, <laughs> I wake up at 3.30, 3.45 on weekdays to come open the gym and I don't flinch when it's time to wake up because I can't wait to be here because of what we're doing. It's just, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, that is very bold to say because I don't know anybody who likes to wake up that early in the morning <laughs> no. and enjoys it. Mm -mm. I'm a bartender. I'm going to bed at that time. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was funny when Joel and I were sitting down in my house, we were talking about the hours of the, of, of the gym, you know? And I'm like, what do you think? Like 7 a.m.? He's like, oh, no, dude, like 5. I'm like, 5? <laughs> like, what do you mean 5? Five? Five, what? You're like, going to be there for that? I am. I'm like, cool, you got the morning shifts, bro. Like, I'm not. I feel that. Because I'm a touring musician. Like, I go to bed at five. Like, I, it's hard for me to, you know what I mean? Operate that early in the morning. Now, yeah. Grant, I don't really have that many excuses now because we haven't been on tour for a year. But he's like, this dude, you. This guy sounds like me. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's the most, like, validating, most fulfilling thing. But I've never worked this hard in my life. Ever. I've never worked this hard, I, I feel, in my life. How rewarding does anything. that feel, though? I mean, it feels great. I'm, it's like I'm exhausted every day, but I'm excited every day. Like, I, I go to bed, and I'm like, I can't wait to work tomorrow. And then my body's like, dude, but you need to shut up and go to sleep right now. <laughs> right. Because we're, you know, like, you've got all this stuff you want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, what we like to do... Um, we're about to close out here. And what we like to do is give our guests some closing arguments, closing points. If there is one thing, Joel, that um, that you would like our listeners to hear from you that you think it could be one sentence, it could be a paragraph, it could be a monologue, whatever you want to do, that you want to drive home that you think is the most important part about the aspect of your life and heart support. And I'll let you kick it off, Joel, and then Jake will close it out. I would challenge people to consider why they choose to do the things they that they do. I would challenge that they should try to get to know themselves first. Because if you know who you are and you know what you believe and your value set directs everything else, then you'll wind up where you need to be. And as far as fitness goes, don't, don't get distracted with all of the thousands of voices on social media because the fitness industry is really, really noisy. It's very simple. Keep showing up for yourself figure out which, what it is you want to do and keep trying because if you have 300 days out of a year of trying versus three or four weeks of trying and getting frustrated and quitting, you're a lot further ahead than you were had you not been. But the thing that makes it stick is remembering why you're doing it and who you are. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I think the last thing I want to leave the listeners is with this. Think of your life and what you're doing with it, and then answer this question. Are you truly living, or are you just existing? 
Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, that's that's insane. That's, that's I have to ask myself that. You know, like often. No, no. It's like it's it's something that I've like just had to think of for myself. Like I don't want to just exist. I want to live. And like when I when I go to my deathbed, you know, and I'm laying there, I want to look back at my life and be like, yeah, I I gave it a go, man. Like I did the things that I wanted to do. I tried. I you know, I faced my fears and I went headfirst in and like I gave it, you know, the just that it deserved. Yeah. You got me wanting to run through a brick wall now. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, pump, that's pumped up. Well, these walls are fake bricks, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll actually break something. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I It is a pleasure. It's more it's than a awesome. pleasure. Thank yeah, you, guys. I'm just, I can't believe how many things have aligned that you guys have talked about, that we've talked about on the show, off the show. Wow. What a, what a great great experience so thank you guys so much we really yeah, appreciate it thanks for the it. conversation we had a blast it was, yeah it thank was great you, thank you we appreciate uh, it at this time if you want plug all your social media you can do whatever you want we want everyone to follow you guys uh personally professionally all that stuff because we want to spread the word of your life and heart support so yeah thanks yeah. um i'll give you a, a, a couple of them <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh so you know for people that don't know about heart support just go to heartsupport.com and like literally you're going to meet the online community that we have um, obviously for Instagram, Facebook, it's heart support. Um, if you're interested in the classes, like actually you don't have to be here in person. We have zoom links. Um, and we have like a Patreon, uh, membership for $10 a month for the heart support classes exclusively. And that money goes to heart support. So look at it this way. You get to be part of, um, a tight knit group of classes that I attend on Tuesdays, um, with gym members here. For ten dollars, and the ten dollars is going to go support the uh, the nonprofit itself. Um, so that's basically just Patreon.com/backslash Jake Lures, um, and then TheYourLifeGym.com. If you want to know more, we have a little mini documentary about the About Us, um, The Your Life Gym on Facebook and Instagram as well, and uh, mine's Jake Lures ABR. But uh, Joel, if you want to know more about the fitness end of things. Um, he's always posting really awesome content on his his social media, and uh, and he's just such a people person that like you ask him a question, he's gonna give you a real answer. Yeah, you can find me at Spirit Form Joel on Instagram. Spirit Form Joel. Yes. Got it. Just awesome. like it sounds. Awesome. All right, guys, thank you so much again for taking the time today. We we couldn't thank you enough. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. On that note, you guys know what to do. Feel free to follow the regular Instagram page at Irregular Podcast. Feel free to follow my personal page as well, too, at YoBob, E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. And follow me on Instagram, my personal account, at Katie underscore A-N-I. It's K-A-I-T-Y underscore A-N-I. Thank you, guys, and we will see you next Thursday. Love you. That was so good. Sweet. Oh, wow.